the most recent podcast is now going to deal with contacts with a child in care. As previously mentioned on one of the earlier podcasts, section 34, subparagraph 11 of the Children Act 1989 states that the court must consider the arrangements which the local authority has made or proposes to make for contact with the child and must invite the other parties to comment those arrangements before they can make the care order. If an interim care order or final care order is made and there is a pre-existing contact order in place, i.e. Section 8 Child Arrangements Order or prior to the Child Arrangements Order, contact order, then any pre-existing Section 8 order will be discharged as per Section 91.2 of the Children Act 1989. As stated, these will include contact orders, child arrangements orders or residence orders. Therefore, if an interim care order or final care order is made, any Section 8 order will be discharged. In terms of contact with a child whilst in the care of the local authority, there is a duty to allow reasonable contact. Section 34 of the Children Act 1989 deals with contact arrangements for children who are considered in the care of the local authority. Section 34.1 of the Children Act states where a child is in the care of the local authority, the local authority shall, subject to the provisions in this section, allow the child reasonable contact with the parent, including an unmarried father, any guardian or special guardian of the child, where the child arrangements, uh, sorry, where there was a child arrangements order specifying live with, with respect to the child immediately before the care order was made, the person who in who's in favour the child arrangement order was made, and where immediately before the care order was made, a person who had care of the child by virtue of an order made under the High Court's inherent jurisdiction. Put simply, the local authority, subject to some restrictions in the section, are under the duty to promote reasonable contact between the child and their parent, guardian, special guardian, anybody who had a residence slash child arrangements order live with immediately before the care order was made. And finally, one that you will not often come across if at all, a person who had care of the child under an order made by the High Court's inherent jurisdiction. As well as the duty under Section 34.1 of the Children Act, the local authority also has a duty under Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, Subparagraph 1 of the Children Act. Effectively, the local authority has a general duty in relation to any child it is looking looking after, which includes a child in care, to promote contact unless it is not reasonably practicable or consistent with the child's welfare to do so between a child and the child's parents, any parent who person who is not a parent but has parental responsibility for a child, any relative, friend or other person connected with a child and a person or persons immediately before the care order who had an existing order by virtue of which they had custody or care or control of the child. So therefore, Section 34.1 ensures that the local authority allows reasonable contact with various people already named. And Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, Subparagraph 1 
Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, 1 of the Children Act, also states the local authority has a general duty, unless it's not reasonably practicable or consistent with the child's welfare, to promote contact between a child, the parents, relative, friends, connected person, anyone with PR. So if we take this category of, say, grandparents, they would not fall within, within the initial category under Section 34.1, but would come under the duty in Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, one of the as a relative of the child. Therefore, the local authority has a general duty to promote contact. You will note in practical terms that the obligation for the duty for reasonable contact uh, within care proceedings is focused on that of the parents. That is usually because the local authority asserts that if a child is placed, for example, with, uh, within foster care, the priority has to be given to the parents and balanced with the child's ability to be able to settle within that placement. Other family members can sometimes join in with uh, those contact arrangements, but effectively the local authority also have to be seen to assess the parents properly and part of that assessment would be observing contact. Therefore, sometimes the local authority have to prioritise the contact with the parents for assessment purposes and for the relationship of the child. And will say that they uh, cannot promote contact with a wider family at this juncture as it would be unsettling and not in the children's interests and would not be reasonably practicable. Therefore, they would be able to cover um, as a restriction Schedule 2, Paragraph 15.1. If, however, under Section 34.1 of the Children Act 1989, that the local authority refuse to promote contact, then they can seek to apply for a Section 34.4 order. That's Section 34, subparagraph 4 of the Children Act 1989, or alternatively use their powers under 34.6 of the Children Act 1989. Section 34, subparagraph 6 states the local authority may refuse to allow contact under, the, under their duty under Section 34.1 if they are satisfied that it is necessary to do so in order to safeguard and promote the child's welfare and that the refusal is decided upon as a matter of urgency and does not last for more than seven days. Therefore, if something happens whilst the child is in the care of the local authority and they feel that promoting contact as per their reasonable duty under Section 34.1 would not be in the child's welfare, they can refuse and stop contact for no more than seven days under the Section 34, subparagraph 6 provision. They cannot stop contact for more than seven days. If they do wish to stop contact for more than seven days, they need to make an application to the court for a Section 34, subparagraph 4 order. Section 34.4 of the Children Act 1989 states that beyond the period of seven days, the local authority must apply to the court for authority to refuse contact. The local authority can apply, as can the child, for an order that the court authorises the local authority to refuse to allow contact between a child and any person who is mentioned in subsection 1 and named in the order. 
Section 34.6a provides that where a local authority is authorised by the court to refuse contact with an individual or are doing so temporarily under Section 34.6, the local authority are not required to promote contact between the individual and the child under Paragraph 15 of Schedule 2. The individuals are the child's parents, a person who has parental responsibility for the child, any relative, friend or other person connected to the child. It can be seen that this makes it clear that if they are exercising either 34.6 or 34.4, they will not have a duty to promote contact with the persons concerned in, par uh, in Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, as well as Section 34.1. The Social Services and Wellbeing Act 2014, however, came into force um, and while Section 34 uh, of the Children Act still remains, there is an equivalent provision in Section 346B of the Social Services and Wellbeing Act 2000, sorry, Social Services and Wellbeing Wales Act 2014 and also Section 95 subparagraph 1 of the Social Services and Wellbeing Act. Please note that Section 95.1 of the Act does not require the authority to promote contact between the child and that person, and does not. Uh, and the Social Services and Wellbeing Wales Act does not put a positive duty upon the local authority, akin to that in Section 34.1. Essentially, in practical terms, how it operates, um, regardless of the Social Services and Wellbeing Act, is that Section 34 of the Children Act. Uh, remains in force. It has not been repealed and it isn't uh, by the Social Services and Wellbeing Act and therefore it must be given priority. Therefore the local authority must and uh, provide contact between the child, the parents and the relevant lists of persons contained in section 34.1 and must permit reasonable contact with them. If they do not uh, wish to permit this contact, they can prevent it from going ahead for seven days under Section 34.6. Any longer than seven days, then they need to apply to the court for a Section 34.4 of the Children Act order and ask the court to authorise the local authority to refuse to allow contact between the child and the persons named under Section 34.1. There is a further provision under Schedule 2, Paragraph 15.1 that allows uh, reasonable contact where practicable or consistent with the child's welfare for contact to take place with other persons such as relatives, friends and other people connected with the child. Section 34.6a states that where the local authority is authorised by the court to refuse contact with the individual under Section 34.4, or section 34.6, then they do not need to promote contact with those persons under paragraph 15 of schedule 2 either. It is important to note that an order under section 34.4 does not deny contact. It merely authorises the local authority uh, to prevent that contact. If the local authority, however, is of the view that contact should be reinstated, the order will not actually prevent that from being reinstated. Therefore, the local authority need not return to the court uh, to ha ask for this order to be discharged. If a child or parent is not happy with the level of contact that is being afforded and does not feel that it is reasonable and feels that additional contact should be afforded, for example, 
then they can make an application to the court under Section 34. Section 34.2, so Section 34, subparagraph 2 of the Children Act 1989, states that an application can be made by the child for contact. It says that on, on an application made by the authority or the child, the court may make such an order as it considers appropriate with respect to contact which is allowed between the child and any named person. Section 34.3 of the Children Act states that uh, is relevant to any persons named in paragraphs A to D, i.e. those uh, parents, any guardian or special guardian, any persons with whom have a Section 8 live with order before the care order was made, and those with an order with under High Court inherent jurisdiction, or any person who has obtained leave of the court to make the application may, um, may make the order and application to the court. The court then may make such an order as it considers appropriate with respect to the contact which is allowed between the child and that person. To put in simple terms, if a child is not happy with the level of contact that they are having with their parent, they can make an application for contact to the court under Section 34.2. If that application is successful, the court can make an order in respect of contact under Section 34.2. The more usual course of action in terms of things that we will deal with acting for a parent is if a parent is not satisfied with the contact that they are having and the local authority has a care order or the child is a looked after child, then they can make an application for contact under Section 34.3 of the Child, uh, Children Act 1989. The court can also make a contact order of its own motion. As stated, the child himself may apply for an order authorising contact between him and a named person. This would be useful if, for example, the child wanted to stay in touch with a friend or relative who would not normally be entitled to contact. Any contact order made by the court may contain certain conditions such as the location of contact or which other people may be present during the contact. If an application under Section 34 is refused, then no further ap application may be made for a period of six months unless permission is given by the court. Any other people, such as the grandparents, etc., and many of those contained within Schedule 2, would need leave of the court. And this is stated under Section 34.3, subparagraph B. The application for leave is governed by the same principles as when an applicant is applying for leave uh, to apply under a Section 8 order. Effectively, therefore, the court would need to consider Section 10, subparagraph 9 of the Children Act, for example, the necessity of a bond connection between the applicant and the child would be necessary. The case of re-DS contact with children in care COVID-19 in 2020 is an extremely recent case whereby the trial judge decision is as follows. Section 34.1, where a child is in the care of a local authority, the local authority shall allow the child reasonable contact with parents. Section 34.3, on an application made by a parent, the court may make such an order as it considers appropriate with respect to the contact which is to be allowed between the child and any named person. The trial judge stated that the interplay between these two subsections means that in practice, the court does not dictate to the local authority what contact should take place between a child in care and its parents, providing the contact allowed is reasonable. 
the trial judge decided that in unprecedented times such as COVID, it is difficult to set out precisely what level of contact is reasonable. Regard must be paid to government guidance around issues such as social distancing, the use of PPE. Such guidance is not always consistent from one day to the next. A local authority is entitled to have regard to its own resources in terms of the number of staff available to it to facilitate face-to-face -face contact with staff numbers inevitably reduced because of individual decisions taken to self-isolate. To create exceptions to the current situation where all contact between parents and children in the care um, is restricted to indirect contact produces an equality of unfairness in that there is nothing particularly exceptional about the position of mother in this particular case. The court essentially has to determine whether the arrangements currently being made for mother to have contact with her children are reasonable in the circumstances. If they were, there was no basis upon which the court could make an order under Section 34.3 to compel the local authority to make arrangements for face-to-face -face contact. The judge decided that an order for indirect contact can, depending on the circumstances, be an order for reasonable contact, which meets the statutory obligation of the local authority to allow reasonable contact. The court was satisfied the contact provider was reasonable and therefore her application was dismissed. This case essentially is that indirect contact can in some circumstances be deemed reasonable. That each uh, assessment of contact arrangements are assessed on a case-by-case -case basis and therefore the reasonableness of contact and the level of contact that is deemed reasonable will always be established on a case-by-case basis basis that will be affected by circumstances and the facts of the particular case. This particular case was subject to appeal whereby it stated they expect the contact between children in care and their birth relatives must continue. Therefore it needs to be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis taking into account a range of factors including government guidance. However in the spirit of any court-ordered contact in relation to children um, needs to be maintained where it is not possible for the usual face-to-face -face contact to happen. It will need to take place virtually. Social workers and other professionals need to encourage the children that any such position is temporary. Essentially, the higher judges stated that in order to establish whether face-to-face -face contact should be ordered. The court needed information about the children's situation, the local authorities' resources and the current government guidance, which the original trial judge did not grapple with. Um, that said, they reiterated the principles that the contact arrangements should be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis. And again, indirect contact can be a means of reasonable contact depending on the particular circumstances. There will now be a question and answer session on the basis of contact with a child in care. Now there will be a recap and question and answer session on the basis of contact with a child in care. Firstly, before the court make a care order, what must they consider? That's correct. The court must consider the arrangements which the local authority has made or proposes to make for contact with the child. They must invite the other parties to comment on those arrangements. And what section states that? 
That's Section 3411 of the Children Act 1989. If there's a pre-existing contact order in place, or any Section 8 order, what will happen to that order if a interim care order or final care order is made? That's correct, any pre-existing Section 8 orders will be discharged as per Section 91.2 of the Children Act 1989. What does Section 34.1 of the Children Act say? That's right, it says where a child is in the care of the local authority, the local authority shall allow the child reasonable contact with a variety of people. Can you remember who those people are? I'll give you a clue. There are four categories in total. That's right. Number one, the parent, which includes an unmarried father. Number two, any guardian or special guardian. Number three, Anybody who had a child arrangement or residence order live with for the child immediately preceding when the care order was made. And number four, a person who had care of the child under the High Court inherent jurisdiction immediately before the care order was made. Can other persons have contact with the child? Yes, they can in some circumstances. Can you remember if the local authority has another duty to other persons connected to the child? Yes, they do. Can you remember what duty the local authority have and under what section? That's right, the local authority also have a duty under Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, 1 of the Children Act. Can you remember what this section says? Schedule 2, Paragraph 15, 1 of the Children Act states that the local authority has a general duty in relation to a child it is looking after to promote contact unless it is not reasonably practicable or consistent with the child's welfare to do so. Can you recall what people fall under this particular section? That's the child's parents, any person who is not a parent but has parental responsibility for the child, any relative, friend or other person connected with the child, and anybody who had an existing order which provided custody or care or control of the child immediately before the care order was made. So essentially this paragraph provides a wider duty upon the local authority but is not as restrictive or bespoke as that of section 34.1. What category would the grandparents come under if they did not have a section 38 order or parental responsibility? That's right, they would come under Schedule 2, Paragraph 15. What about a special guardian for the child? Where would they fall?
they would fall under Section 34.1 of the Children Act. Now, what about somebody who had a child arrangements order live with just before the care order was made? That would be Section 34.1 of the Children Act. Can the local authority stop contact? Yes, they can. And can you remember how long they can refuse contact and stop it for? That's right, they can stop it for no more than seven days under Section 34.6. And what if they want to stop it for more than seven days? That's right, if the local authority want to prevent contact for more than seven days, they would need to apply to the court for an order under Section 34, subparagraph 4 of the Children Act 1989. What if a child decides they want more contact with their parent? Can they make an application? Yes, they can. Under what section can they make this application? That's section 34, subparagraph 2 of the Children Act, where the child may make an application to the court for a contact order. What about parents? If the parents are not satisfied that they're having reasonable contact, can they make an application to the court? Yes, they can. And under what section? That's right, Section 34, subparagraph 3 of the Children Act. This is where the child is under a care order or within the care of the local authority and the parents can make an application under Section 34.3 of the Children Act to invite the court to make a contact order authorising them to have certain prescriptive contact with the child. They can make this application if they are not satisfied, the contact they are being provided with is reasonable. If an application for contact under Section 34 is refused, then can a further application be made? No further application may be made for a period of six months unless permission by the court is given. And for example, someone without parental responsibility, i.e. the grandparents, if they were to seek to make an application, what would they need to do first? That's right, they would need to seek leave of the court before making any application. This is section 34, subparagraph 3, subparagraph B. And what factors and what section will the court consider in an application for leave to apply for contact in this context? The application for leave is governed by the same principles as when the person is applying for leave under a Section 8 order, essentially Section 10, subparagraph 9 of the Children Act 1989, and i.e. there needs to be a necessity of a bond connection between the applicant and the child. Refresh yourself 
and memory as to the leave provisions that we have previously discussed under Section 10, subparagraph 9 of the Children Act 1989. Finally, can indirect contact be, constitute reasonable contact under Section 34.1? Yes, it can. And that concludes the recap on contact with a child in care.